When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of the In The Pain Show, presented by Ball Is Life, episode 117, here with my co-host, Ani Umana. Ani, we're going to jump right in it. It's been a whirlwind couple 24 hours. Obviously, some big news. We had the Super Bowl this past weekend, but we got a lot of things going on. So welcome to the show again and ready to get on it. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's uh, been a big morning, uh, big day. You know, been crazy. Yeah, exactly. So let's jump right in. The, the big news on the high school uh, front is that the state champions invitational got announced. It's an event that's going to be run by Paragon Marketing. Basically a 14 tournament for boys and girls, meaning four boys, four girls. It's going to be held in the Tampa, Orlando area, April 7th through the 9th. Now, this is event is a, a kind of a spinoff or a breakaway from Geico for teams that were, you know, previously invited to that event. So Geico's going forward is just going to be for independent teams, teams that uh, are part of the NIBC, which we talk about a lot, mm-hmm. high-level teams and other independent teams. Well, this event is going to be for state champions. you got to win your state championships from NFHS-approved, you know, state associations. The ones they have so far are the ones they had at Geico. Arizona, Florida. Georgia, Nevada, Utah, Washington, and Washington, D.C. Now, obviously, speaking to the event, uh, you know, the event facilitators, event creators, the people who um, got this going with Paragon Marketing, who works with ESPN, you know, their goal is to get more associations on board and to get eight teams next year. But we're here to talk about this year, April 7th through 9th in Florida. Ani, what's your high take initial reaction to this event uh man i think it's much needed um i think it's a much i, I think it's much needed to have something separate to the geico uh the date is a really goofy a little bit but um i think like you know obviously you know the second day being towards that uh eight, first april live period but man I, I i like it i think it's a new spin and uh i'm interested to see what four teams they have this year and when it grows and having other associations involved Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, um, you know, the the event is obviously on a weekend, as you mentioned, and that's the big thing that people are talking about so far is it it's on a it's on a live period weekend. Right. Seventh through the ninth is the event. And 
we wanted to talk about the live period as well a little bit this week. So the live periods for NCAA dates are April 8th through 10th, 22nd through 24th. That's the uh, spring, two live spring viewing periods. Then July 6th through 10th and July 20 through 24th. So two in July plus the scholastic events in right. June, which are various dates, you know, various for various states. Again, those are also NFHS approved, state sanctioned. Some states have them, some states don't. Right. Same thing with this event, the state championships invitational. Is some states are not on board. Some states have gone on board, been progressive about it. Like you said, it's good for high school basketball. But the thing is, obviously, it's not all 50 states. You know, we don't want we want to get people to understand what it is. Right now, it's four states. And like you said, you got to think forward if you want to do this, just like Geico when he started. Geico's better today than it was in 2009 when it started. There's more uh, quality independent teams, more state associations allow, and they've grown that. So, But they've come to the realization, and like you said, it's probably a good call, and I'll give my spin on it, but I think it, it is a good call, that the event is, you know, for to have more future state associations to get it bigger, you're going to have to break away from Geico. So that it's forward thinking. Right. <clears throat> and we wanted to get on our, our today's podcast, a special guest. We're going to bring on Grant Rice here from Bishop Gorman high school here in a minute. His team is undefeated. And, and as we mentioned at the top, you, you have to be a state champion. So you could be highly ranked, but if your team doesn't win a state championship, you know that it, it's it's a mil, mil uh, a nil point. You got to win the state championship, so you could be a great team. If you lose in the final semifinal, it happens. So again, for him, Nevada's been a part of Geico, so they'll be separate. So, you know, it it gives more states a more opportunity with seeing going forward. The strategy is to get more on board, and more would be, uh, you know, perhaps willing to come on board. Obviously, the goal is to get some. Are they going to get all 50 states, Ani, real fast? Obviously not, but the goal is to get some of the key major states. So I think Grant Rice from Bishop Gorman High School in Las Vegas has joined us. Let's bring him into the show. Grant, are you there? Can you hear us? I am here. I can hear you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you jumping on, Grant. Um, obviously, today, uh, earlier today, the announcement of uh, the event, the new event, the State Championship Inv State Champions Invitational was was made public it's an event that you've kind of uh have a vested interest as, as your team is obviously part of the niaa and your team has gone to geico national which we'll talk about but give me your highline um your highline reaction to today's announcement grant yeah thanks guys um i think it's been something that's been in the works or kind of talked about for the last year or two with uh with paragon and, and the geico event so um, I think it's uh, it, it's exciting um, that they're finally able to, uh, you know, to get the sponsorship and to make this happen. I think, like you said, Ronnie, I listened a little bit and, um, you know, it just gives more high schools uh, a chance to compete in, in postseason, you know, after their own state championships. And, uh, you know, we were able to compete in Geico, you know, a few years back and uh, had, had an amazing time. And that was great. Um, but, you know, to open it up to high schools that compete for a state championship and to kind of have our own separate little uh little event i think is uh is a good opportunity for us yeah now like you said it's april 7th through 9th it's going to be down in florida and as you mentioned um you know 
this is a good you're, and I know you're speaking of for other high schools. Obviously, mm-hmm. your high school can compete with some of the top teams in the country. You're obviously 27 and 0 right now. You guys are ranked 11th in the Fab 50. You've been there, done that before. You've been ranked that high before. Obviously, you're undefeated and you got to win a state championship to be part of this event. But do you feel that the sentiment around the country is that hey, for a lot of state champions, they can go to an event like Geico and and they're they're not going to let's be realistic. They're not going to get past the first round or it's not going to be the experience they want after they just want a state title. Is that the kind of sentiment you got from talking to other coaches or maybe knowing how other state associations work? Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's advantages to both ways. You know, like I said, we went in 2019 and uh, played Lalamure, who was undefeated and number one in the country and actually almost won that game. And uh, it was an amazing experience for our kids. You know, couldn't have been more of a first class event. And, uh, you know, just because we lost, we still were able to enjoy the event the next two days and watch some games and, and tour New York City with the kids. Um, but in reality, you know, even if we would have won that first game, you know, for a, for a, you know, a high school that competes for a state championship, um, you know, to compete with some of the national schools and win three games in a row, um, it would be quite a challenge. You know what I mean? I'm not saying yeah. it couldn't happen. I'm not saying it couldn't happen. And there have been some special teams along the years, you know, sure. um, back in the day. But, you know, I just think this is this is a great opportunity for 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 high schools. And I don't know what the word is. I don't know what we call ourselves, but um you know, for high schools to compete for a state championship, for traditional schools, um, you know, to go out there and have their own championship. And I, I'd be okay either way. You know, this year, obviously, we're having some success, and we still have have to win the playoffs, and we still have some tough games ahead of us. So, you know, if we were the number eight seed or number seven or six in the regular Geico event, we'd, we'd gladly go and compete and have a good time and, and give it our best. But um, to be honest, as high school coaches, I, I think most high school coaches would uh, – you know, we're are really excited about this and we look forward to the opportunity and we're hoping maybe it can expand to eight, eight boys teams and eight girls teams in the future. I think that's probably the, uh, the hope for everybody. Go ahead, Ani. Yeah, no, I, <clears throat> I'm in a, I'm in agreement with coach. I mean, uh, just a, a platform, especially for those high school teams that win a state title and then that she'd have a, another, have an event for them to play in, you know, and then against other state champions, Obviously, you know, in a in a in the Geico having to potentially have to play like a Montverde Sunrise like back to back and then having to win a title. Um, compared to this, this is like I said, I think it's just a new spin. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's a need to spin, and uh, I'm in agreement with, with both you guys. I, I, I'm liking it. Obviously, like we we're going to talk about the date later, but I think it's what's needed, and I think going forward, you're going to add more safety. Everything being a good place. Yeah. That makes sense. And uh, coach, you know, let's talk a little bit about, um, like you said, the competing part. And like you said, you guys are in the in the chance to win Geico. You you feel going in, you can win. You almost beat Lalamere. We were you know, obviously in New York when you went into 19. But talk a little bit about, um, you know, no state champion has won Geico so far. So was that a kind of motivation for you guys going into that 219? Hey, look, it, we're a state champ. We're playing the number one team in the country. You know, they got the probably the best player in the country and Isaiah Stewart. You know, we it was that a motivation like, yo, let's represent our state and represent state champions. Or was it just like, hey, we're, we're going to try to win all three games. And and and, uh, you know, what was the thinking going in? Yeah. You know, that year was interesting because we had played Lalamere earlier in the season out at the uh, cancer research event. And um, OK, 
uh, we lost that game, but you know, we were in the game. So when we saw, you know, that we were the eight and we were, they were the one and we figured that would be the case. We, we thought we had a real good chance. Um, okay. You know, were the odds against us? Of course, were they the favorites? Yes. But you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if you told me we were going to win that game. But once again, you know, um, we would have had two more tough games after that. So could we have won it? Yes, we could have gotten hot and done it. But, you know, it would have been tough three days in a row competing against some of those some of those teams. But, um, you know, we had once again, we had an amazing experience. We took it one game at a time, just like we are right now in our state playoffs. You know, we're not thinking yeah. about Geico. You know, I definitely am excited to be on your uh, on your show and talk a little bit about it. So um, but we got a ways to go. But, you know, whether it's Bishop Gorman or or teams from other states competing in this high school event, you know, the four team event, you know, I think in the long run, this is really good uh, for the expansion of high school sports and uh, not just with the boys. But, you know, we're talking about, you know, giving right. girls girls more opportunities to play sure. and to get exposure and to play as a team in a big setting, possibly on ESPN. So, you know, I yeah. think we have to look at the big picture uh, in this whole thing that Paragon's brought to us. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Again, you got to think forward thinking. Obviously, Geico wasn't, as I said at the top of the show, Geico wasn't what it is now the first year. So this event is not going to be uh, what it is in maybe 10 years. It's, it's, right. it's, that's the thinking. So, you know, obviously, we got to ask you about your team, especially your team, because if you have four teams, the event starts on the 7th. So for four teams, two of them are going to be done by the 7th. Mm -hmm. The live period starts the 8th. Well, if yeah. you're a senior-oriented team, yeah, it's not going to matter too much, maybe for a couple guys on your bench. But if you're an underclass-oriented team like Bishop Gorman is this year, you know, if, if you guys go far, if you go to the third day, obviously the first day is in a dead period, but the last two days are in a, a live period. You know, what, what's your thought about that? And, you know, what are you going to tell your guys? And what are you going to, you know, how are you going to navigate that when the time comes, if you do win your state championship? Sure. No, and that's a great question. And obviously this first year, the, you know, the timing of the weekend is not ideal. Um, you know, we wish it was, you know, most people probably wish it was a different weekend, including probably, you know, Paragon, but it is what it is. And um, sure. the fact that it's just going to be four teams and it's, it's one live event out of, you know, I know there's only four between April and July, but you know, the top level kids and I am, you know, I do have, you know, some really good young guys that are exposed, sure. you know, getting exposure. Uh, two of our sophomores are ranked in the top 50 by rivals. Um, we've got a freshman who will be a top 20 kid. So, you know, the bottom line is these kids are going to get exposure, whether they're playing with their AAU team or they're playing with yeah. Bishop Gorman and the Geico. Um, so I don't really see a difference. Um, I mean, yeah. yes, the, you know, the AAU promoters probably aren't too happy about this, but in the grand scheme sure. of things, we're talking about two teams, two right. teams. There's Correct. four teams. Two of them are going to lose on Thursday. Two Correct. of them will play Saturday. So two teams, you know, five, six, seven, eight kids are not going to get to play with their AAU team for one event. So, yeah. you know, I think I think everyone's going to be okay doing that. You know, there's going to be other times yeah. where they're getting seen. They're getting seen with their high school teams. It's it's going to be broadcast on ESPN. We do have game film, obviously, that we can send to a hundred college coaches if these kids <laughs> yeah. play well. <laughs> we're right. talking high school basketball, which you know, no offense to any. Any programs out there, AAU, everything, but, you know, we've been doing this for a long time, and I, I think, um, you know, I think the kids will get exposure uh, from playing in Geico um, that weekend, you know, if they get the opportunity to do it. So I haven't discussed it with my team um, sure. at all because, you know, once again, we don't know if we, we – we didn't know this was coming exactly. You know, we had sure. heard rumblings, but we didn't know for sure the facts. But, um, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit just in case, um, you know, we win the state championship. Um, but, you know, I would expect my team to all be excited about, you know, competing for a national, you know, 
you know, whatever you call it, the national championship on the high school level. Um, yeah, like know, the if national we that, skill. If we get that opportunity in April. And once again, we're just talking about, you know, one weekend out of how many weekends can kids, you know, can they get exposure, whether it's with their high school team or with their AAU team. So Sure. You, hit, you made a good point with that. Uh, just the, these kids have been getting exposure all through the school season. I mean, <laughs> I mean, one. Yeah, one. I mean. Right. I mean, if you look at, you know, just our, we have a great, you know, my assistant coach, Rich Thornton does all our Gorman Instagram and hoops. And I mean, the things that these college coaches can see just by looking at the highlights of these kids on our, you know, on our Instagram and Twitter and things like that is, is pretty unbelievable. It's not like 10 years ago where you kind of had, you know, people had to come see you in person. Um, sure. It's really, it, the, the whole world is a lot different. So, I mean, you can get exposure if you're playing up in, you know, Alaska or, so, you know, wherever. So, right. um, you know, I just think uh, there's definitely, you know, it's not the ideal weekend. Um, I think everyone agrees with that. But I think the positives far outweigh, you know, any kind of small little negative that, that is, the you know, scenario or, or narrative that's out there. Well, sure. And doesn't mean that they, it will always be on a live weekend. You, you don't, we don't know that going forward. Right. It's to get it off the ground this year. So, yeah, let's talk about your team because obviously, like you said, you have a bunch of underclassmen. You guys are ranked number 11 in the Fab 50. Uh, you guys are now 27 and 0. The playoffs started earlier this week. Obviously, we're shooting this pod on a Tuesday. You guys played on a Monday night. So, when people are listening to this, you'll it might be Tuesday evening or Wednesday, and you'll have another game later mm -hmm. in the week. So, talk about Monday night's victory. Talk about being 27 and 0. And, and like you said, you got to focus on winning this state. And there's a couple of tough games coming up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're in the playoffs. You know, the way Nevada does it, once we get started, you know, there's no breaks at all. You know, we played sure. Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week, uh, all in the playoffs. Um, you know, we had a tough game against Foothill. Foothill High School actually gave us a really good game. They competed and uh, we got through that. And then, uh, you know, Wednesday night we play against Coronado um, in, in the second round of the Las Vegas uh, championships. And, you know, we know Coronado has, uh, you know, as much talent as anyone, you know, on the West Coast. So um, it's definitely going to be a challenge for us. Um, I'm proud of our kids. You know, um, I knew we had a pretty good team going into the year, but um, you never expect to be undefeated at this point just because of the schedule we play and the tournaments that, you know, we compete in and the events. So sure. um, we've been fortunate. You know, we've definitely had some close games, a few uh, overtimes, but, you know, our guys have showed composure uh, when the game's been on the line and uh, just really proud of our, our, our team. You know, we've got some good senior leadership and then some really good young guys. So it's, it's been a really good mix. Um, it, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, each game we're getting, we're getting different contributions from different guys, whether it's, you know, one of our younger guys, underclassmen going out and scoring 20 or, or grabbing 10 rebounds or, you know, seven assists or one of our seniors who's leading us. So, um, it, you know, it's been a, it's been a great experience. It's actually, you know, we missed all, all season last year with COVID. We were maybe the only sure. state, one of the only few states that didn't have a season. So, I'm just really proud of these kids that they've, uh, you know, responded and, and done what they're doing. Yeah, let's talk about a couple of kids and we'll let you go. You sure. mentioned the freshman, Chris Nuuli, who's now, he started some games. He didn't start the yeah. beginning, but he, I know he started some game. You guys won the uh, host event that you won in the Tarkanian. Mm -hmm. You won some other big events. And obviously, Coronado with Texas Tech bound pop-up Isaacs and Cyrus Grady. That's a good team you guys cut coming up. So talk a little bit about the young guys and then talk yeah. a little bit about how you, how, how you can get by Coronado on Wednesday evening. Definitely. Well, yeah, Chris Newley, you talked about a freshman, just turned 15 years old a couple weeks ago. And um, he has moved into our starting lineup. Um, and he just, you know, he produces. He defends. He rebounds. You know, he scores the ball. 
um, and just gives us a toughness. You know, I, I've had a, some some pretty good freshmen over the years, but you know, he's as tough as any kid we've had at that you know at, at that age. So sure. um, then we got you know th three really good sophomores who are contributing quite a bit. Ryder Elisaldis, sophomore guard. Um, Jace Richardson, uh, our starting point guard, and then uh, John uh, Mobley Jr., Junie Mobley, uh, who's our starting two guard. And um, those guys have really given us just a ton all year. And, um, you know, last night we've gotten different contributions from different guys, but uh, Junie Mobley led us in scoring. He had 25 last night. And then uh, Jace Richardson had about 15 points, you know, six assists and three steals. And, uh, you know, Jace has really been playing well. You know, as a sophomore point guard at a, at a high level of basketball, you know, you never know you know, how they're going to respond. I mean, we knew Jace was talented, but sure. um, as the season's gone along, I mean, he's just been everything we've wanted him to be. And, um, you know, we don't really even consider, you know, any of those guys sophomores anymore because they've gotten a full, even though they missed their freshman <laughs> year, which, yeah. which was tough. So I think they were a little behind just because they missed their freshman year, just in game experience, not in talent. Um, sure. But, you know, we've, we, we've put 27 games together and those guys have really uh, turned it on. They really have. And then, uh, you know, our junior class is solid. We've got a, Eli Bradley, who comes off the bench and uh, one of the best shooters, you know, on the West Coast for us, comes in and is an instant threat. And then um, uh, Keenan Bay, who uh, has started some games but comes off the bench, one of the honestly one of the best defenders I've ever had at Bishop sure. Forme. He's about six seven, but he can defend, you know, one through five, and um, just does a heck of a job. And then uh, our seniors, who have been steady all year, James Freeman, who is our uh, Four man who, you know, has started most of the year and, and, and still may start some for us, but comes in, gives us energy, very athletic, um, you know, plays good defense, rebounds the ball, you know, high flyer. And then our two senior captains, our two senior leaders, Ryan Abelman, who's going to Northern Arizona, uh, has always been known as a shooter, but he's really expanded yeah. his game. He can uh, dribble the ball. He can get to the basket, um, you know, and he's really defending really well, too. You know, he's 6'4", um, so with his size, he's done a good job on guards. And then... Um, our last senior, Darian Williams, who, um, you know, is really finally starting to get a lot of notice from college coaches. Ronnie, you and I have been talking about yeah. it for a long time, How you know, what he brings to the table. And um, sure. he's been steady all year, you know, averaging about 16 points, 10 rebounds and, and four assists. And he just wins games, you know. So um, it's been a great mix. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously, we, we like any team, we have our little things we have to address and our sure. team meetings and our issues and things like that. But you know, all in all, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a, it's been a great season and, um, you know, we want to keep it going, but you know, no matter what happens, you know, I'm, I'm really fortunate and proud of these guys. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. And like you said, regardless of what happens, if you guys win state and go to the champions invitational, it'll be a great experience. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you know, you still want yeah. to see the event going forward. I'm sure. Definitely. Without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Okay. Well, we appreciate it, Grant. We know you're busy, right. and we know you guys got to get ready for tomorrow's uh, Wednesday's game with Coronado, so we'll let you go. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Okay. <clears throat> well, Ani, you see there, uh, Grant, kind of thinks about the bigger picture with the event. I mean, he's being modest. He don't want to be super <laughs> cocky. I mean, he thinks his team's going to win state and, and, and potentially qualify for this event. You know, 100%. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, what do you think there? I mean, again, to reiterate our point at the top of the show, you got to win state. It don't matter how good you are, where you're ranked or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You got to win state. Yeah, no, I, I like that requirement. Um, You know, I think it could be in the fab 50 top five, right? Sure. Then, in a situation where they lose the state, <clears throat> the state title game or they don't make it to state that they're not qualified in it. I think for teams that really want to get in this, which I think there's going to be a lot of teams, it, um, 
is going to put the not the pressure, but just like the emphasis of winning a state title even more. Uh, I, I like I like the idea. It's, it's different. I mean, it's not just based off rankings. It's based no. off you got you got to win. <laughs> like you, you have win. to win your state championship. And yeah. uh, like I said, it just I, I I love the concept, love the idea, and I think for teams that you know, like Coach, I mean, like you said, you know, he being modest, he being nice, <laughs> you know, he he want to get in there <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, he yeah, he wants to experience it, and again, he's sure. going to talk to his teams. Obviously, they have a lot of. Uh, you know, uh, grassroots slash travel ball options. So they're right. definitely going to talk about that. Like you said, it's not ideal. Um, you know, again, seventh through the ninth, it'll be on TV. So people will watch it. You know, the, again, if, if you're a, if you're a college coach and one of Gorman's guys or one of those four teams guys is your top guy, you're going to watch that game. You're going to take an hour out of your break and watch that game. 100. If that's your top guy, you if know what I mean? Top guy, you're probably going to be there. <laughs> if you can, if they can get sanctioned, but if they're right. not, it's oh, okay. Yeah, you know, if they if they're not sanctioned, which they probably won't be, but still, right. you're gonna watch the game because it's a it's a win win. You go watch somebody in a gym somewhere at Nike EYBL or Adidas or Under Armour or the Independence. You say, okay, I'm on a phone. I'm gonna put on my phone right here and watch my top guy. Right, it, ain't no coach gonna not go for that. Oh. You know, that's right. that's that's obvious. So, yeah, you know, again, we wanted to. um talk about that event as much as possible and that's been and will be the focus of the show hopefully we'll have uh rashid ghazi who's the president of paragon who's kind of you know facilitated this event and 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 is pushing this event forward next week you know he he, he will uh want to come on we want him on to talk a little bit about more about how he came to this event and what was this decision to separate uh you know geico's nationals from this new event, you know, and this new event, the state champions invitational, like we said, is going to be not on the same weekend of Geico, the weekend after. So like we know Geico's is always the final four weekend. And then this event is the following weekend. Again, it's an, uh, it's something new. Grassroots coaches don't want their space intruded on. So that's more, that's a legitimate concern. So I'm sure, like I mentioned a minute ago, you've heard about this, got a wind of it in the last 24 hours. Now your phone's blowing up. All of your contacts are blowing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That so, what, so what, from your perspective in the state of Texas, because Texas is a huge stronghold in terms of recruiting and the grassroots scene, you know, what is the initial reaction out there and, and, and what are grassroots uh, individuals who either run events or involve saying about this so far uh the initial reaction is uh you know that they don't want to be intruded upon right like you know sure. they feel that the, they give the high school coaches their space and they want they they want to have their own space um you got it it's like a mixed bag you got guys that are like uh i don't know about this you got guys that are you know actually excited that you know for tech you know texas not one of the states right now um sure you know, potentially getting in, like, I'd love to see a Duncanville or a Richardson, <laughs> you know, yeah. like in a situation like this. So uh, you got, it's a mixed bag, obviously, you know, you get invited to that. Uh, that's another month that you don't have your guys, like in Texas, if Texas were to be added in, right? Like and sure. I, at some point in the day, all right. Um, you got the the icebreaker, War Before the Storm by Von Zell, like Jim Hicks, okay. Up. You know, these guys, you know, there's going to be guys that play in these things. Obviously, in a lot of periods, 
whatever. But like they they do feel like it will intrude upon this space some. But um, I think at overall, you know, the kids are going to still be able to play. Like even uh, the if they have to miss a weekend, it is what it is. Summer basketball, they play what three weekends out the <laughs> yeah. out the month anyway. You're gonna yeah. have for the most part. Um, but yeah, it's a mixed bag. I mean, you got guys that are like, man, what the hell's going on? And blah, blah, blah. And you got some guys that are like, oh, this would be cool. Like, I hope, like, you know, we can get a Duncanville and Richardson because that's kind of the complaint here about Geico was like, will we ever see a Duncanville or Richardson or whoever, like one of these top public schools in a city or. Yeah. Yeah. If we ever see them in, in a Duncanville or a Richardson, I think Ani's having a little bit of uh, technical issues. But yeah, that's. Then one of the notions of, of this event is mm. the fact that a Duncanville or a Richardson hasn't been in, in, in Geico and doesn't seem like they're getting in, in, right. in, especially in recent years. So this increases the chances that they do get in down the line if you think forward. So my question to you is, Ani, is do – because, because – Duncanville and Richardson and Kimball and Beaumont United, they could all play uh, Link or Sunrise if they want. They're able to schedule them. They're sanctioning through UILs, able to schedule them. So does that just make this more attractive? Like, yo, we can play Montverde in the regular season if we're good enough and we can go try to win the state champions invitational. Or do you think that they wanted to kind of test themselves against those teams that are going to now play in Geico? Um, I think now this, uh, it's like, a, again, it's like a mixture of both. I mean, you got guys that play like, you know, Duncanville played, uh, Montverde and won. So, you know, sure. <laughs> you know, so Duncanville, you know, especially with the team they had this year, they feel like they can go to Geico and win it. Right. Correct. So, um, I, like for most years, I would say that they would probably, this gives their, their allure is to this, is to the yeah. state. This they do, but like when you have a team that can really compete with any of these teams in the country, like I think Duncanville, honestly, out of all the public schools in Texas, is the one capable of three day stretch. If they had to play La Lamere, they had to play yeah. <laughs> Sun, uh, Monverde, then Sunrise, they're able to handle it and win. Um, uh, sure. but I think uh, the other teams that have really good teams that are top 20, top you know, in the 20s and the 50s in the country, I think the state championship, this is something they really want to get to. Yeah. Now, you know, these some of these coaches, I'll say this, like, after the state title, they're already wearing the hell out. So, like, Correct. <laughs> they got to go whole month, an extra month. You know, that is a beast for them. But, yeah, that's a good point you brought up. Um, You know, again, every state title and every state championship is different. I, I, I got to talk about this a little bit because you brought up a great point. Every state championship around the country, let's just say 50 for argument's sake. Obviously, mm -hmm. there's some independents. There's some that are separated parochial and some separated uh, public. There's 50 states. They don't end on the same weekend. CIF in California ends March 11th, March 12th. Uh, what weekend is UIL finishing on? That's that, you know, uh, it's like that a second weekend. I think it's like the 7th around that seven eighth ninth area around that time okay. uh okay. so yeah so like a little bit before uh CIF. the weekend before would be the weekend before cif maybe the sixth seventh whatever right. weekend yeah, that is correct correct so again we got a month off so every state's different some like like grant rice said our guest 
they go fast. They don't screw around in, in Nevada. They get done with it. They don't have a bunch of rounds, bunch of rounds, bunch of, <laughs> and, you know, so right. they're going to be done in February. So that's a thing other states got to consider. They're going to have to practice, keep together, keep loose. That That's a big consideration. So not every state finishes at the same time. Right. So we've talked about the live period being that weekend, the 8th through the 10th. This event would be advantageous if they went earlier because a lot of states finish earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, so some finish first weekend of March, some finish last weekend of February. Some Arizona's done in February. There's other states that are done in February. So there is going to be some caveats here. Again, like my Mike Bibby's team at, Sh- at Shadow Mountain, they went to to Geico and they were very competitive with with our guy, you know, with our our guy Jalen House and mm-hmm. Black Shear. Those guys can defend anybody and play with anybody, but they had a big break off. Yeah. You know, right. so again, th- th- other teams are going to have a big break off. So that's another consideration for Paragon and, and, and this event going forward. And, and Grant Rice has been through it because he's been through Geico before, but not every, every state has, and not every state champion has. So of the ones that are eligible, and I wanted to go over the eligible states one more time in case people missed it. Again, this is not, we're not at a March Madness yet. I want people to <laughs> 50 states yet. We're starting with four. You know, we'll see where it goes from there. Obviously, the goal in 20, 2023 is to get eight, eight mm-hmm. boys, eight girls. But let's go over those states again real quick, Ani. I just want – I don't want people to, to miss them. Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Nevada, Utah, Washington, and Washington, D.C. Now, the goal is to get more on board. So, you know, I, I, I knew that this was kind of coming eventually. I didn't know if it was coming this year or the following, 223 or 224. Seems like a natural uh, progression. Uh, I have written about this on ballislife.com. So make sure you go to ballislife.com. Check out uh, my commentary about it. Obviously, I do the national rankings. I've been doing them for 20 years with some of my guys, uh, Mark Tennis and Doug Huff. They, I give a shout out to them. They taught me a lot about how to do national rankings and putting it together. So on my end, and, and this is more speaking of, of rankings and things like that, you know, to get state more state championships in the fold, they had to do this. Right. To get other states on board, it's going to be more attractive. Again, will the dates be attractive? Will the timing? That all has to be worked out. Right. That's that's not out of our control. We're we're just going to follow it and rank the teams as as we see it. Like you said, if you lose, you drop. That's just the way it goes. That's you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think because the independent programs. You know, Ani, it's really been showing this year. The independent programs are adding and dropping players during the season. Yeah. I think that's <laughs> the middle where, year, like Yeah, the middle, middle of like December, late December, January. <laughs> like most state associations are going to be like, okay, wait a minute. Are we on the same playing field as these guys? So they're not going to do that. They're not going to be, they're not going to be progressive or be in line and be like, you know, we're, we're not going to prove that. You know, they're, especially if it doesn't, Let's be honest. It doesn't help their bottom line. It doesn't help their pockets. What are they going to do it for? Right. You know, state associations are many. I, I must, you know, they 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 want to turn a profit and get pay their payroll and pay their salaries, just like any, just like Ball's Life does. I mean, right. I mean, we want to get paid. You know, <laughs> right. so every, everybody wants to get paid. 
you know, so that that's just the that's just the way of life. The grassroots coaches don't want their space invaded on. And you, as you know, Ani, as your phone's blowing up today, you know that that's a concern. It's a oh. Concern, yeah, it's concern <laughs> for it, what what I got going on, you know. But right. I, I'm talking about ranking the team, so and 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 getting more and more and more kids opportunities, like Grant Rice said, you get more and more kids opportunities. You know, it's that's a good thing, you know, whether it's the grassroots space or the high school space. Right. Right. So, um, you know, for us, this end of season tournament, these are two end of season tournaments. Right. One for full members, one for independence. Doesn't change the way we do the Fab 50. We're still going to determine the number one team and the next 49 of them after the state championship invitational. After the the seventh through ninth, you know, again, the reason is each state set has its own set of rules. The rules for eligibility and sanctioning are not uniform, Monty, as we know across the country. Right. Duncanville and other UIL teams can play Montverde. CIF and Sierra Canyon can't. That's where. That's where the states don't are not on board. They're part of the NFHS, but the NFHS recommends and has guidelines the, the nfhs doesn't really enforce rules that's up to the states each state to enforce the rule which we've talked about on previous pause on this show is right you, you know there's all kind of eligibility rules which <laughs> even duncanville has dealt with this year mm-hmm. with the uil so we've, we've talked about that so you know some states across the country they can play independence they can play nibc schools they can even play schools that don't have a a campus, you know, some schools, some state associations in Ohio, they can play SoCal Academy. They can play um, teams that are prolific, that are associated with another educational uh, institution, yeah. whether it's online or school. That Some states are very strict without that, but they still play each other. So until those states completely stop playing each other, those two groups, the states stop playing the independents. I, I have no reason to separate the rankings because they're still playing each other during the regular season. Right. It's not all 50 states, but it's still plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Now, if it gets to the point where none of them are playing each other, they have no sanctioning, they're completely separate, like a separation of church and state, I call it, <laughs> then <laughs> I'll have to have probably most likely have to have two polls because there won't be any uh, common opponents. There won't be a way to rank them. Right. And, right. and, and Ani, uh, to be honest, People still are going to want to know who's better, the Geico runner-up or the state champion runner-up. Who's better, the Geico champ or the state champions invitational champ? Oh, or we we finished second at Geico. I think we're still better than the team that won that high school thing. See, mm-hmm. so they're still going to look to the rankings to say there's still got to be an order for all the teams. Right. So right. don't it don't you know we keep chugging along. That's the great thing about <laughs> it. Like we keep chugging along. People are still going to want to know where their teams ranked. Right, right. 100%. So that that's great. So I, I don't know, do you have any other thoughts to add, you know, ask to ask me about this event or do you have any other final thoughts on, about this event? Yeah, that that's a uh it would be interesting like like you said the runner up in Geico and the runner up in the state championship. Yeah. Like yeah. which is weighted more? Like which one yeah. would you weight more? Like <laughs> <laughs> like that would be my point. like which one would you weight more? Yeah. Because again, that's Depending on their schedule, the, any head-to-heads during the regular season, some states are not allowed to, you know, they can't play independent, so they don't 
get very high. That's the thing about the NIBC schools and Link Academy and some of those schools that are highly ranked that we talk about pretty much every week is, is they, um, some of them don't get a chance to play, you know, independent. So when they lose, Ani, they, they tumble down. I'll be honest, they, they go, they drop in the rankings, you know, as you see them. And I mean, as you see them each week and as we compile them, they, they, they fall in those rankings, you know, pretty, pretty far. So, you know, uh, the teams that play the tough schedules are still going to get rewarded in the rankings, right? Right. But again, that winning that event, if there's four good teams, you know, and you knock off a Gorman or some, you're going to move up. So it's still going to be based on your old season, whole season results. Like we said, look at the, let's look at the Fab 50 real quick and we'll talk about Sunrise because they're the number one team. And, and uh, last week we talked a little bit about Sunrise and Link. And I was wrong. <laughs> and you went with Link and I went with Sunrise. Again, we just put each other on the spot, but that, right. that was fun. And, you know, we could, we'll do that a little more with, with Geico in some of these events. No problem. But Sunrise got a loss. Duncanville has a loss. Montverde has four losses. Link Academy now has a loss to Sunrise, as we talked about. Centennial has a loss to Duncanville, number five. IMG has four losses. Two to Sunrise, split with Oak Hill. And lost to Lalamere. Richardson has a loss to North Little Rock, number 14. Lalamere has four losses. Oak Hill has seven losses, and they're number nine. So then we get to Calvary Christian Academy. That's the team I kind of want to talk about a little bit because I know they think Calvary Christian would like to get in Geico and potentially beat some of those teams in front of them. Right. Well, this year they're gonna have to go to the state, you know, the invitational <laughs> tournament, the state champions. And they're gonna they're gonna have no that that let's just say they win their division in Florida. They're mm-hmm. gonna get an invite. Let's say Gorman wins their division in Nevada, 4A. They're gonna get an invite. I guess they gotta get by Coronado on Wednesday as you listen to this pod, mm-hmm. and they'll have a game Friday. But that's the one team that kind of probably like, dang, I wish we could get in Geico this year. <laughs> let's go to invitational next year. You know, Marvell Allen and those guys, they, that's a really good team. But, again, they have two losses, kind of that stinker to, to Milton mm-hmm. and, and to Monverde, who's number three. So the, the common denominator in all this is all those teams have losses, Ani. The first team that doesn't have a loss is Bishop Gorman, yeah, 27-0. So, again, if, like you said, if they go to Geico and lose, they, they fall a little bit. But you look at a team like down a little further. Uh, Centerville, Ohio, 22-0, number 16 with Gabe Cups. Yeah. You know, uh, Brentwood Academy in Tennessee at number 24 this week. Let's just say hypothetically they went to uh, the Champions Invitational. If they took a loss, they're going to go down. Or if they take a loss in these playoffs, they're going to go down. So that's the main difference between the top teams. They don't really drop too much when they lose when they're playing these high-level schools compared to some of these state Association teams, they they they're they're liable to drop quite a bit if they lose, and and that's why Link Academy didn't drop this week. So let's let's talk a little bit about that game, uh, Ani, as we switch gears and we we close up this this um this pod. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. So seventy four sixty five. Were you kind of able to follow that? Were you able to watch the stream on that on that game? 
Yeah, I was. The uh, the camera sometimes was a little goofy, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but I was uh, I was able to I was able to follow. I'm being modest, but I was able to follow it. Uh, yeah. Camera was, oh. cameraman need a little work. Hey, shout out to the high school kids that are running them cameras out there. <laughs> they do a good. Hey, they're not getting paid the big bucks, you know. No, so, they're not. Oh, um, I thought it was. I thought it was a. I thought it was a good game. Oh, um, sure. I thought Trey Green really came after it. I thought Layden, uh, Grady Dick, Mark Mitchell was a beast. Uh, <laughs> I really like Terrence Reed. His game has really grown. Uh, you know, it was really was hitting some jumpers, using his size. Jordan Walsh, Jordan Walsh. Uh, man, Sunrise is just such a tough team to beat. Like, and you said it like yeah. they've been here before, yeah. right? You know, like so when when Link made the run, Sunrise yeah. was like, "It is what it is." Like we ain't yeah. worried about it. They yeah, knew what they- to do. They made the adjustments and. And they took care of business. It's like you could just tell, like, you know, when in the NBA say people say playoff experience, and sometimes people are like, oh, playoff experience is overrated. Well, sure. Ex- experience yeah. <laughs> took over Experience here. matters. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, NIBC experience or experience at a high level. You know what I mean? Playing against high level teams. And it's not like Link hasn't, but they sunrise number one team in the country for a reason, right? And that, that I thought maybe that might be the difference. Uh, it was 21-13, so they got out to a good start. Then it got sloppy, and that's like I was kind of worried that Link, I didn't want them to get a little too excited. They kind of threw a couple alley-oops that were off in the third quarter. They they they, they kind of missed their mark on a couple shots that they should have made, a couple offensive rebounds that they allowed uh, Sunrise to, to grab, and then also on the other end that they didn't finish on some of their offensive rebounds. A little sloppy there in the third quarter, but they were only down 48-44 entering the fourth, and then Layden Blocker made some key plays, and as you mentioned, Grady Dick hit some key jumpers in that three-pointer, and they, they just have, like you said, they, they, they're a little bit more, uh, they were a little bit more executed, a little better, a little more calm down the stretch. Right. Right, right, yeah. and I think uh, I think this is a good. I I think Link, you know, will probably get invited to Geico. Geico. And I, Correct. So this will be this is a good learning experience for them. Um, yeah. you know, it's it's hard. I know. Didn't they end up beating Wasatch? Um, the next day, yeah. Next day, so I think it's a good learning experience for them. But Sunrise just showed you why they're number one in the country. I mean, yeah. you know, they just yeah they executed like you said. Link missed shots that they normally should make. Gave up offensive rebounds. Were sloppy, and yeah. although only down by four in the fourth, you know once Sunrise kind of cleaned it up, you know they started kind of taking uh, making that run. And yeah. I think that's a learning experience for those Link players. Like you know, every possession matters. <laughs> yeah, for sure, every possession is going to matter for them at Geico. And I'm sure we're going to see them at Geico. Geico's the March 31st uh, starting Final Four weekend. And, um, you know, that's one week before the new event that will be April 7th through 9th. We kind of beat that over the head. We want people to know and follow it. You know, that's what our podcast is about. People want to know about high school basketball. So so there it is. And again, I'm sure you're going to get more phone calls and people talking to you about this new event. And, and, and I have to put my was, phone on Do Not Disturb. I have yeah, to. you're going to have to put your phone on Do Not Disturb today because <laughs> you've already been disturbed. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. For the last 24 hours. So, you know, it, it's it's a great thing uh, that high school basketball gets attention, you know, whether and, and more kids get attention. That That's always a good thing. And that's what I want to reiterate is uh may not be perfect. Again, when Geico came out, it wasn't everybody didn't think it was all that and it still needs work. It always can get better. 
just like this pod can get better, my rankings can get better. Whatever we do, keep trying to get better. But yeah, that was a yeah. I'm not sure how Sunrise is gonna play. I mean, Sunrise is—they're about playing to their maximum. So shout out to Coach Luke Barnwell. He's doing a hell of a job with that with that group. If you think you lost Kendall Brown and you lost the point guard uh, Kennedy Chandler and a few other guys, I still started them number three because I just figured I get he's gonna reload and he's gonna he knows he knows what to do now. Like you said, that experience year after year of having elite players and kind of having to reload it, it's at, he's at to the point where that, that team lost four starters and lost almost all its contributors. And now it's number one in the country. So, so kudos to coach Barnwell and sunrise Christian. Let's uh, shift gears completely. As we close that, uh, this segment of the state championship invitational getting announced. I'm sure people are going to talk about it all week as they watch this pod and, and listen to this pod. Uh, thanks people for, uh, listening on Megaphone, on Spotify, wherever they get their podcasts. Also, uh, thanks for watching the YouTube. We want to try to keep growing that. I know, Ani, you want to grow that. You like the you like the YouTube version, so you know. I, I, I like I like I, I love all our versions. Uh, I love the YouTube <laughs> version. Uh, I love I love that our numbers just continue to grow. I want to keep growing. I yeah. think we you know. I think we got some great information, but yeah. for, sure, for sure, you know, I think, I think, I think we're good on camera. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You like the camera. Uh, so you got the good background. My background's not as spiffy as yours, but uh, you got the, you, you, you definitely like the YouTuber. So yeah. Thanks for subscribing to the balls. Eye podcast network. You can subscribe to the audio version, go to ballslife.com for more information each week, the fat 50 for more information on the state champions invitational i I put a story in ballslife.com when it came out the announcement came out this morning which is tuesday morning as you listen to this it'll be tuesday evening or later in the week but you know that that you'll get more information about that new event uh on our website ballslife.com also wanted to let people know you know we still got the promotion through our podcast at shop.ballislife.com in the paint 15% 15% off by listening to this podcast. Put in the uh, code for the discount, you know, one-time use discount code. It's P-A-I-N-T-1-5, the numbers. P-A-I-N-T-1-5, 15% off, free shipping in U.S., T-shirts, backpack, basketballs, and more. So, Ani, let's transition to our topic that we wanted to kind of hit this week. Because of it was the Super Bowl weekend, then this, you know, obviously this announcement came on. We had to jump right on that with Grant Rice. So we appreciate Grant Rice jumping on. L.A. Rams beat the Cincinnati Bengals 23 to 20. What's your take on that Super Bowl? I want to hear your spin. I know you got some a lot of opinions about that Super Bowl. Oh, man. I uh, <clears throat> At first, I thought, you know. Rams are going to run away with it. And early it was like 13 to three. Yeah. And uh, Odell was, was working Cooper cup. I mean, it had no answer for him. Uh, the defense for the Rams were working. I was going for the Bengals cause I like Joe Burrows. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. That's probably my favorite quarterback in the league right now, but uh, you know, they made the run Odell. Unfortunately he got hurt. And then, uh, you know, Bengals started getting some offense. Uh, kind of like you said, like the uh, Lincoln Sunrise game. The game got sloppy. The game got <laughs> sloppy, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, it was boring. 
I think I probably took like a five minute nap. Not even gonna lie. <laughs> uh, within like and then I remember I was with my girlfriend and the, and uh, I said, "Hey, just just let me know when it's uh when there's two minutes left." Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I think your girlfriend probably wanted to hang out with you to watch the halftime show. I can't imagine she wanted to hang oh, out with did. you just to watch you watch the game. She wanted to watch the halftime show. She, she, she did. She did. She did. She loves she football, did. but yeah. the, the half she she's loves a big Mary. Halftime. Yeah. yeah, she loves Mary J more than she oh. loves football. Oh, one hundred percent. Let's be honest. Were you? Were you? How interested were you in the game? Well, you like Joe Burrow. I know you love Joe, Joe Shiesty, but how interested were you in the halftime show compared to the game? Oh man, the halftime show—you couldn't beat that. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, yeah. That we had, you had you had Dr. Dre, Snoop, uh, Snoop doing the crib walk uh, yeah. <laughs> on national Hank. TV. Yeah, <laughs> right on the biggest stage of national TV. Yeah. Right. Fifty Cent hanging upside down. Kendrick, yeah. Eminem, uh, Mary J. I mean, yeah. it was it was fun. It was a really good uh, halftime show. I was more interested in the game because sure. I knew it was going to go down the wire. But the halftime show, I mean, that was in mine. Like the most memorable one was for me. Prior to that, was the Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson one. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> uh, the, the nipple gate. Oh right. boy, nipple gate. There you go. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I forgot. Kind of forgot about that. So in this one. I still say, I would still say, I, I, I like this one because, again, personally, to be honest, 100%, I thought this show was 10 or 15 years a little too late. This show could have been done 10 years ago. I agree. All the, everything they saw, I thought, I thought America's ready for it. They, they've been, America's ready to embrace. Now, Snoop is everybody's uncle now. He's the country's <laughs> uncle. Everybody loves Snoop. That's crazy. Right. It wasn't like that when he first came out. You know, he said, oh, what is death row? You know, uh, these guys are gangsters. What is this LA gangster stuff? You know, the country started embracing it slowly. Obviously, I'm from LA, so I think people are wannabe gangsters almost everywhere now. <laughs> when I go places I'm like a bunch of wannabes, you know. <laughs> but it's a serious thing. And I thought, you know, man, look how mainstream Snoop has become. I mean, I, I'm I'm glad he learned a lot because he wasn't making that much money on death row initially in his first stint and you know he didn't like his contractual obligations and that's you know you learn as a young man obviously i would i would give out a shot to master p he learned a lot about the business when he went to no limit again he wasn't making a lot of money but now look at it 20 years later 25 years later he owns the the rights to death row he owns the yeah. brand so that's a big like again the same thing we're talking about with geico and this state invitational like it's about the future. It's not about, you know, right, right now it's where, where it's going to be in 10 or 15 years. And, and I think the same thing with, I'm glad to see Snoop as an LA guy. And he's obviously from Long Beach, but to see him kind of prosper and for rap to get its proper stage, I thought that was good. Um, Tams, the, you know, the, everybody's talking about the Tam sign. Everybody likes to eat Tams burgers when they come uh, to LA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's better. Luther's barbecue in Texas. What's the best barbecue in Texas? Which one do you got to go? What's the go-to, Ani? When you're in Houston or Dallas, what barbecue do you got to go to? I go to? to Luther's. Okay, you go to Luther's. I go okay. to Luther's. I, I like to. Luther's. I went because I went to the 2-6 All-Star game in Houston. Mm -hmm. 2006 All-Star game in Houston. I was like, everybody's like, go to Luther's, go to Luther's. I'm like, damn, Luther's is... Oh, Luther's hey. popping. <laughs> it was popping then. I don't know if it's popping now, but it was popping then. It's still... You know? it, but but Luther's, I mean, Luther's... Luther's is branded, like McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a classic. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. 
you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I, dang, that was a long time ago, over 15 years ago. But, yeah, that 206 All-Star game, I was there on West Timer having a good time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I remember Luther, so I, you know, that I thought about that when I saw Tams. I was like, you know, Tams is a great hamburger stand. Um, I think oh, there's sorry. one on Central and Rosecrans, and there's one on on Florence coming in from Huntington Park. So, anyway, that, that, was, that was a great little uh skit and, and great little prop i thought you know some of the i thought they could have used the cars more i thought maybe the, again they only have so much time but i thought the cars could have rolled in the the them paws and stuff were already in place and the guys were kind of standing on them i wish eminem or snoop or dre rolled into one of them that, oh, that would have kind of been an alley thing that would have been dope that yeah been but dope. i mean i know the production only got about 13 minutes so they had to get in mary j they had to get in 50 you know, they, they only got so much time because everybody's like, well, where's Warren G? Where's the game? I'm like, guys, they got 13 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can't bring like 15 rappers in there. It don't work very well. <laughs> no, no. They got to they gotta get through the show. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, again, like I said, it's very ironic because, as you know, uh, Ani, during the pandemic, like the, the cost of living in L.A. is just going through the roof. I'm sure the cost of living in, in Texas is going up. It's going up all over the country, but it's like, it's like, guys, we've been telling you that, you know, this is good music. This is except, you know, this music should be embraced more. And it's crazy that it took this long to get a true hip hop show on the halftime of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, when I started looking at the kind of the, the history and just kind of looking back, I was like, man, yeah. this is the first one. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, man, this was like long overdue. Like you said, man, this, if this happened like 10, 15 years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. All those songs would have been out already. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, they're singing, you know, still Dre Day. I mean, you know, that, that's all 20 years old. California Love, so, like, you California know. California Love, 25 years old. Right. And and In the Club is now almost 20 years old. Mm-hmm. 50's first album is almost basically 20 years old now. Right. And it's going to be 20 years old this year or right into early 223. So, Put you on the spot. What is the biggest? Is in the club the biggest rap song of of your time, or is there a bigger song? What's the biggest rap song of all time, or your era at least? In the club is close. Yeah, man. Is there a bigger rap rap song out there than that? And I'll let you think about it, and I'll say why. Ask that is people are saying, well, why is Fifty out there? He's not from. He's not from. California, this is it, you know, Super Bowls at SoFi. I'm like, guys, Dr. Drace Ooh, founded I, him. Yeah. And not only that, uh, In the Club is the biggest rap song of the last 25 years. Dr. Drace smart for bringing that dude out. Like, who cares if he's not from L.A.? That's the biggest song going. Yeah, I had to say In the Club, like. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I can't even think of a bigger one. Like I'm really like I'm thinking yeah. of Drake. The last twenty years, you know, yeah. what's bigger in the last twenty years? Yeah, I, I like the way you move by Outcast. That's, not, but that's not. It's not bigger. It's not bigger. It's, it's not, not bigger than in the club. You know in the club, I mean? when it came on, was huge. Everywhere. Like, was I think the radio played it like ten times a day. Every like, hour. Yeah. Right, like it was, it was the exposure guy was so big, the buildup was big because you heard about this rapper who got shot. You mm-hmm. know, oh, this who's this guy from New York that got shot and he's gonna drop an album and he's Dr. Dre's protege, you know. And that's another thing. I when I watched that show, I thought it was Dr. Dre's show. Like 
Oh, yeah. It's very interesting that Ice Cube wasn't there because everybody besides Mary J is up there because of Dr. Dre. Right. Yeah. Snoop. Yeah. K. Dot. All. Uh, <laughs> all of them. Eminem. Eminem is the biggest selling hip hop artist of all time. Yeah. That's pretty nuts to think about that Dr. Dre left Death Row with nothing. And he created. A company that was worth $250 million. So he owns half that company. I mean, he could, you know. Technically right. speaking, he was really, uh, you know, you know, that was half of his company with Suge Knight. And it's like he left it with nothing. And now his buddy has owns it. You know, that's <laughs> right. And he left that with nothing. And he didn't. He told him to keep everything, you know, that's like, crazy. He would do that, like everything. And he was like, I, I'm good. I got I, I don't want that. I'm not associated with that no more. Yeah. And that that that's a nutty story in itself. Oh, because wow. now he's its own billionaire with obviously the beach by Dre and some other things he's done, but also finding Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> you know, discovering Eminem and 50 Cent has a bit, like you said, has the biggest song of the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Like in the club was, I mean, I was a kid and I was just like, man, like I remember it was just everywhere, everywhere. And I love yeah. the song, but I was yeah. like, I got tired of it quick because that's yeah. all they play. But I mean, it was, it was, it was, it's the biggest song in the past 20 years. I had to think of it. I was yeah. like, nothing that big especially yeah i'm not sure i like rock this way with aerosmith and run dmc i thought that was a groundbreaking hip-hop song mm -hmm. not sure it's bigger than maybe more have historical importance than in the club but I mean, it's not bigger necessarily right Honestly, sugar hill gang the hip hop to the hippity mm -hmm. hip that's more like starting i you know that's a great song that's still a top five to ten song in hip-hop right no doubt right. no doubt uh, you know, there's a few others we're not thinking about, but yeah, that, that, you know, that's, that was a great show, but back to the game as we close this pod out and I want to let you get out of here soon. Cause we, we got a lot to do this week. Uh, some things that I thought I saw, did you think Aaron Donald should have been the MVP of the game? Or are you happy with and satisfied with Cooper cup getting the MVP for what he did on the last drive? I'm satisfied with Cooper. I thought okay. Aaron Donald deserved it. Um, that was yeah. such a defensive game. Um, yeah. You know, it was funny. I have a little story. So, like, obviously, I was watching the game with my girlfriend, but her, like, her granddad was kept saying defense was championships. He was saying that all before <laughs> the game. Like, you know. You're like, I know, Gramps. I know. <laughs> I'm like, what's man talking about? Like, I know. I know. But, like, just the way how it was becoming, like, an offensive game. You, yeah. you felt like like it was gonna be a high scoring game, and just really how Aaron Donald was just so was such a force inside, and yeah. just like how you know the Rams defense just killed all a lot of Cincinnati's just offensive like momentum and flow. I mean, I thought he deserved it. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't guard uh, Cooper at all, yeah. so yeah. I'm satisfied with that. But man, Aaron Donald was a beast. Like yeah. he yeah. really had game, and now I'm like, I guess that's why. Grand, uh, grandpa would say, yeah. <laughs> he was with championship. Like, did he know what was about to happen? Like, yeah, he, 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 he must have watched a lot of football over the years. He, he knows what's going on, oh, you know? Right. So, right. like you mentioned, that pickup of Vaughn Miller mm -hmm. on that trade was big. So, they had six sacks on Joe Burrow in the second half. The, the, the Rams, I mean, are we playing seven on seven almost now? The Rams had 30 yards rushing. We've talked about this at <laughs> 30 yards rushing and won the game. Like, it's just the rules so are so favored to the offense. 
you know, so wanted to ask you, put you on the spot a little bit. I like putting you on the spot. You never like putting me on the spot, but I like putting you on the spot. <laughs> is, is Matt, did Matt Stafford look like a Hall of Fame quarterback to you? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. He's a number one pick. He had some good season in Detroit. He will be a, he will be a Hall of Fame. Yeah. I don't think. He should be a Hall of Famer. Okay, he didn't look like a Hall of Famer. He didn't yeah. look like a Hall of Famer. He didn't look like he didn't look like one. Yeah. Um, his numbers are going to get him in there for sure. One hundred percent. But he yeah. didn't. He didn't look like one. And especially now, you won the Super Bowl for sure. Uh, yeah. But he didn't. I didn't think he looked like one. Um, just thinking of like quarterback Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the past and how they looked. I know both defense were good. Like you know, even like Eli Manning and Tom Brady. You know, I think Pat Holmes is going to be in the Hall of Fame one. Right. Then you just. Sure. Just keep going down the list. I mean, you just he he was okay. Obviously, he did his job. He yeah. did his job. I thought the defense really carried him. I wouldn't say he's like a he didn't look like a Hall of Famer, but you know, he made the plays he needed to make to win the game. Yeah. yeah. And he's a franchise quarterback. He's a number one pick. He was a number one pick for a reason. So I, I'm with you on that. I do want to mention some things to kind of show you why he's probably gonna make the Hall of Fame. Is um you know, Matt Stafford had three game-winning drives in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, the Rams basically gave up a lot to to win this Super Bowl this year. Obviously, they were trying to win it right now, right here, kind of like the Nets or 76ers, you know, Lakers. They think they're going <laughs> to win right now. Right. You know, like, that's what they're planning on. But obviously, the Rams are doing a lot better moves than the Lakers. But oh. that's for another day. But so Stafford... His fifth all-time and fourth quarter comebacks. What I didn't really know before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, in his 13 seasons in, in the NFL, he's only had a running back go over 100 yards, rush for 100 yards 12 times. This is the craziest stat I've heard. One In 216, the Lions won nine games. Okay, we know how bad the Lions are. I'm glad you're not a Lions fan. I'm glad you're from Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, they won nine games. <laughs> Yeah, they won nine games. Eight of those were Stafford fourth quarter comebacks. Wow. So that's that lead their leading rusher that season in 2016 when they made the playoffs. The Lions had 357 yards. So it's like, dude, <laughs> this guy is a you know, he's the number one pick for a reason. He's doing well. I mean, he made the throws on the last drive. Cooper Cup was great. I could talk about Cooper Cup a, a lot, but I don't want to. That's the, the details of that or not. I, I, I think we're in a pass happy area, so all the numbers are inflated. It's kind of like the juice era in the MLB baseball for the sluggers. <laughs> some of these, you know, Rafael Primero and Jason Giambi. Some of these numbers are 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 uh, inflated uh, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the receiving numbers are out of control. Like I said, the Rams rushed 30, 30 yards and still won the game. So, but I wanted to get some background because I've been living here in, my, in LA, and we'll wrap up the show. The, the Rams were in St. Louis for 21 years. It was like, wow, I didn't realize how quickly that passed by. But when I was in high school, the Rams were in bad financial shape when they went to St. Louis. And to leave St. Louis, they had to settle a lawsuit for $790 million. So even though they got that Super Bowl with the greatest show on turf, they you know they paid a price. Um, the Rams aren't scheduled to have a first-round pick for seven years because, again, they mortgaged everything to try to win now so yeah between 224 and the seven years prior they haven't had a first round pick they've been trading them trading them trading them <laughs> again von miller matt safford you know like and it paid off again you you're trying to make a imprint you're trying to get fans in la to come to this new stadium and to be behind you because 
they're still Raiders fans, and there's a lot of 49ers fans and some Chargers fans, but the but the Rams try to win now. They knew they couldn't win. Oh, we're going to try to win 10 years from now. No, they got to win now, which they did. And, um, you know, they, they traded Jared Goff for two first-rounders and a third-rounder for Stafford. So, like you said, they, they, they put it on the line now, and they got it done. Again, we'll see what happens in the future. Um, you know, what were you, what were you thinking about? I want to ask you this question because I like asking you these type of questions that get you thinking is there was no flags. And all of a sudden there was all these flags at the end. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you think that the NFL or the NBA is more controlled by the officials? I think the NFL. Yeah. I, I think, I think the NFL, that was a, uh, it, what was a third down when they made the pass yeah. up. Yeah. And they called a holding. I thought that was a questionable one. I yep. think uh, if I think down the stretch, I think yeah. I think it's, it gets way more controlled. Oh. I think in the NBA, you uh, <laughs> they, they 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 just kind of let it. Especially it's the opposite. It's yeah, the opposite. Like in the playoffs and yeah. the the finals. I mean, you you know, other than t- 2006, I'm a huge Mavs fan. I'm still mad about this day about yeah. how Dwayne Wade got to the free throw line like yeah. 50,000 times. But like generally, like they let you play. Uh, uh, but in NFL, I feel like it's more controlled, especially down the stretch. You see more. You they get yeah. they get tighter with calls, which is yeah. And in this game, that was obvious. They got way tighter on that last drive. So again, that leads to people saying, "Oh, they wanted the Rams to win at home because the Rams are in the franchise trying to build up." So I, I get that, and it's controlled a lot. You're right. Going back to that finals in '06, after I came back from the All Star game and watching in Houston watching that finals, so. Up 2-0. Again, if they don't get those fall calls in game three, they go down 3-0, the series is over. And right. Dirk has two f- titles. D-Wade has what? Only two? Two. Yeah, two. Yeah. Instead of three. Changes a lot of things. You know, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. And we'll talk about Dirk and D-Wade and these guys on a, a future pod. Uh, you know, this this D-Wade is the third best shooting guard of all time. I'm just like, oh, God. I, I, you know, we'll talk about that. <laughs> right, yeah. We'll talk about that. We know funny. who number one is. We know who number two is. And there's a difference between number one and two. And there's a big difference between whoever two and three is. So, right, right. you know, so we'll talk about that. But for now, I think we'll wrap it up. Obviously, we did, the Super Bowl was crazy. We had a long weekend and a, a busy Monday and a busy Tuesday morning as you're listening to this. Again, state champions invitational, April 7th through 9th, new event. Uh, go to ballslife.com, read all about it. But until then, I think me and Ani are wrap this one up, episode 117. Until next time, we appreciate you guys uh, logging on, watching on YouTube, subscribing to our Balls Life Podcast Network. Make sure to check out Roosh and Noble, Buckets and Breakdowns, the other ones. Go to ballslife.com and check out all the action. But until next time, me and Ani and Ronnie are logging off.